1: At LuckyLandslots.com Available to players in the U.S. Excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
2: Hi, I'm Yannick Hansman. I'm Lilia Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. (laughs) This is Sebastian Olfow. It's Mark Andrea Whitler. I am Francisco
0: Serundelo.
3: And you're listening to the GameZone
2: Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. (laughs) welcome back tennis fans day six is in the books and we've had some hard fought victories from a couple of people on day six but the rest of the matches they were really easy somehow people seem to be going one day with uh easy matches another day with big long matches but Today was one of those easy match days, wasn't it, JJ? Yeah, unfortunately,
3: we was in the office for the wrong day, I
2: think, because yesterday was epic
3: in the fact that we had so many long matches, um, some upsets, some crazy tennis. Today's also been really good, but I don't think it was as good as yesterday. However, there was a few players which stood out uh, to me. The only real great thing about everything is the fact that because there's less matches now, we're going to be able to talk about more of them, and I can have all of the matches on one page. So it makes it a lot easier rather than <laughs> flicking from tab to tab and scrolling through. Um, the big match which I really did enjoy, I'm sure you're the same, was Mira Andreva, the 16 year old, yes. who was on the brink of going out. So. I predicted yesterday when we did the prediction video that they would win in straight sets. And, I mean, (laughs) it was going terribly. She was 6-1 down. She then won the second set 6-1. Found herself 5-1 down in the third. 15-love 5-1. And then ended up somehow fighting to the very end and winning
2: that match in incredible fashion in a super tiebreak. I mean, what can't she do, we, do, this girl? Where do we start with Mira Andreeva? She has blown onto the tour. She's come into this tournament. There's a lot of hype behind her, and now she's backing it up. And that, beating Jabur in the fashion she did was like one tick. And it, I'm comparing this now to like sort of like Cub Scouts. You know, you get badges for like each thing you complete. At a grand slam i feel like she's ticking them off she's got the bagel against a top 10 player bing have one of them and the next one she saved match point came back from 5-1 down in the final set another badge on the arm how many more badges is mira andreva gonna get before the end of this australian open jg
3: well i'm gonna ask you ben can she start a fire can she save someone with her clothes on if they're swimming? Because these are all things that scouts need to do. Um, that she I'm set a sure. fire within pr- me, I'm telling you
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> she
3: probably could do everything. She's only 16 and she's got um, a lot of fans around the world. One of her biggest fans goes by the name Sir Andy Murray. I don't know if you know oh. who he is. And yes, he had to say this. So he said, Andeneva Down, 5-1 in the third commentator she really needs to work on the mental side of her game she's too hard on herself when she's losing 30 minutes later 7-6 and deliver wins maybe the reason she turned the match around is because of her mental strength maybe she turned the match around because she is hard on herself and demands more of herself when she's losing playing badly winner and instantly i really did like this tweet because i agree completely i think I think it's fine to be angry and hard on yourself when you're losing. I think the best players in the world are often their biggest critic because you need to constantly criticise yourself to improve. You need to be able to always strive for more and strive to be better. And for her, as much
2: as many people would say it's been a great event, she wasn't ready to go home. No, I don't blame her either. I think... The match uh that she played today the mental resilience she showed from playing against somebody who people are going to look at who she was playing and think oh diane parry oh well she, that, now we know what level she is she bet like diane parry played really really well she was hitting the ball so like so so hard and on any other day mira and would have lost that match but she showed something today that we've not seen from her before we've been saying the third sets the weakness of her she hasn't really shown she went she like blows people away in the first set the second set up until just the end maybe but we we saw her lose to madison keys remember at wimbledon she looked like she just faded in that match this one was completely different. She came from the depths. She showed that she will run every ball down, no matter what, to try and get the victory. And that's what champions are made of.
3: I feel technically she showed some weaknesses in this match. And you can look at it and think, a bit like the Ons one, I was... I do think she's great, but there is some um, she's not she's not nowhere near a finished package she's nowhere not. near a top ten player i don 't think at the not. moment because I feel a lot of them can beat her but she does have something which is very refreshing to watch and that is a charisma a brilliant uh, ability to fight, and a lot of good uh, versatility in her shots. You don't really know what you're going to get sometimes and I find her very fascinating and clearly a lot of big stars of the game can get behind
2: her as well because Andy Murray also enjoyed her performance. I think she lacks power and that's the one thing that will come with a bit of age as well. Yeah. I feel that her technique is brilliant and I feel that her desire is amazing and she's doing so well just off of that for now I think when she comes up and she plays the likes of we've seen her play Coco Goff and lose quite comfortably and Sabalenka as well exactly. it's the power thing what's what's yeah. missing big time but I, I think still a work in progress but a, a work that we're all just enjoying the journey of and I can't wait to see her play her next round match because she's playing a Barbola Klaichikova in the next round and another winnable match as Klaichikova sort of squeezed through, not convincingly at all, in her match against Storm Hunter. That was uh, the last match on, wasn't it? Yeah. And you won't be surprised, Andreeva is the big favourite, 1.4. Yeah, I'm not surprised about that. Um, I'm going to go off-piste a little bit here because we've spoken about Andreeva And this one, I know it wasn't really scheduled in there, but I thought, as we're speaking about Russians and young Russians, it's only fair that this girl gets her sort of day in the sun as well. And it's the 20-year-old, which is uh, Timofeyeva. And she's in her debut Grand Slam, it should be noted. Debut Grand Slam. And it has got here, women to reach uh, the fourth round in their uh, Grand Slam debut since 2016. Uh, we've got Brady there, an Australian Open at 17. Bolsover, Ronald Garris at 19. Uh, Coco Goff, uh, what's that there? Is that Wimbledon? Yeah, in 2019. And we've got Radu Kanu, well, obviously, US Open <laughs> 21. And Tamoffi Ava there, the Australian Open in 24. I mean,. I think this is a story which needs to be noted because she played really well today. I know that we were sort yeah. of keeping one eye on it, but it was a really good match against Hadad Meyer. She yeah. knocks out a seed, and somebody who are uh, most people expected to beat Timofyva and maybe thought she'd go away after the Wozniaki win. she's stuck around and she looks really, really good. I'll tell you why it's because Hadad Meyer's just beaten Corneva or Corneva
3: in a straight set victory, what was so straightforward, 6-1, 6-2. And he yeah. was looking at this one thinking it's going to be exactly the same. admire played well, didn't really do too much wrong, but Tim Fever didn't give up and managed to beat her in straight sets. We did watch uh, quite a bit of the third set because we were streaming at the time. Yeah, And... Yeah, she's um, definitely doing really well. She started the event 170 in the world. She's now 100 in the live ranking. And on the rankings, we've also got her fellow Russian, Mira Andreeva, at 32 in the world. So
2: she's flying as well. It's just been taken over, really. The the women's game by uh, Russians and Czech players, it would seem. Um, I dread to think how many of them are going to be the top 20 players in the world in the next, say, five years' time. I think if we come back in five years, it's going to be littered and you're going to only see like maybe one or two others in amongst Russians and Czechs. Yeah, certainly.
3: Uh, Let's move to the next big story and it's not jokovic no, <laughs> it's it not jokovic but it is the player who's going to be playing novak jokovic it is adrian manorino
2: where do we start with these ones you've sent me a few things for this one so uh <laughs> you <laughs> okay, can pick
3: I'm, whatever one you want for manorino
2: this one because it is like the one that has the details on okay go with this one first i'll let you take them through it yeah before we do i just want to say a little bit about him so he's
3: 35 years old He's got a bit of a temper. We managed to watch him last year in Awera's live. He gets very frustrated with himself. He plays a different style to any other player. Yep. His backswing's quite short. He has the lowest tension um, on his strings out of any player, probably ever. It is like half less than the industry or the average as a tennis player. Super, super weak. or And plays a very different style. But yeah, he's very fast around the court. A tricky opponent who's willing to fight and defend. And really good drop shots and touch. I'd say his touch and feel for the sport is one of the best. And a stat here is Manorino spent 11 hours and 46 minutes on court during his first three matches of the, of the Australian Open. Federer won Wimbledon in 2017 in 11 hours and 37 minutes through seven matches. Uh, and that's nine minutes quicker than Manorino.
2: play it now with game pass crazy He's how... exhausted look at him he's played 15 sets already um, and oh, that's
3: the other thing no sponsors
2: whatsoever so he's, yeah. a, he's a bit of a strange type of guy i quite like the fact i mean it gives me a bit karatsev vibes where from the australian open when he had no sponsor as well i quite like the baggy t-shirt he just looks like he's on I don't know on holiday or something, just gone for a knock up on the court, And, <laughs> and then he just stumbled onto this tennis court, happened to uh, knock out one of the brightest young prospects on the tour in Ben Shelton. And I think today, one of the best things that I don't think I've really give Manorino credit for. Bear in mind, he's facing one of the biggest servers on the tour. His return of serve was yeah. incredible. The way he was able to just guess Shelton serve and managed to just direct it back in deep on the baseline. So many times, Shelton was running out of ideas, I think, by the end, thinking, how does it keep coming back? Because that's what is his bread and butter, Ben Shelton. A few words
3: on Shelton. I think um, a big reason why he wasn't able to close this match out was because he's playing Djokovic next if he was to win. His father's come out after the match and said that it was playing on his mind. And he thinks that's the reason why Ben lost, and I kind of feel feel like that as well. I think um, Shelton certainly angered a lot of people in the Djokovic camp. Some 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 rightful criticism. Some I'd, I think is a bit unwarranted. He's definitely a very self assured, confident individual. And I don't think we should knock young players coming through for being like that. Um, sometimes some of the t- words he's used while he's playing, I think, is a little bit too much, and that's where I'd agree with them. Uh, but despite that, I think. In his mind, he was preparing for the Djokovic one. He's thinking about how that's going to be and all the media attention. He's been asked about Djokovic at the US Open every single match at this Australian Open, bearing in mind in the press room. And knowing that that was just around the corner, I think,
2: made it not happen. Tends to happen like that, doesn't it? It's strange. If you're just expecting something to happen, tends not to uh, especially in tennis as well. I, I feel like we've always been bigging up a matchup before it happens. And we never get it. Yeah. Nadal Karatsev. That's the one <laughs> we're never going to get to see, I don't think. <laughs> They've been lined up right next to each other in the draw so many times. And then Karatsev just goes out. But any other time, he he'd be winning. But... Let's go back to Manorino and focus more on him though, because I feel this is his moment. I know Ben Shelton needs the future, but Manorino, he might not have many more days like this. So we've got to celebrate and why they are there. And there's been a few sort of memes coming out about him as well that are quite funny. Uh, notably, this one is quite a funny one. If you're just listening, we've got the Peter Parker. It's like the uh, Spider-Man, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we've got a picture of him. And then Zinedine Zidane at the top and he's doing, <laughs> like a, I don't even know what he's doing here. It's just like a sort of running tweener or something. It's uh, quite incredible. But the same pose. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it Zadine Zadan? No, it's Adrian Manorino. It is indeed. And he has some choice words to say in his uh, post match interview on court. What's the key to <laughs> getting better when you're supposed to be too old? Shall we find out the answer? Yep. Yeah. I started it- tequila. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> At least we know the s- success. When you get to uh, 35 years old, switch to tequila and you play like Manorino. And you can last for five sets every time, apparently. So, pretty He's incredible. Definitely, um, I feel like I've learned a lot about him this event. And I'm fascinated for this Djokovic matchup now. I actually am. And I'm quite excited to get his button back out again because it's one of the most French buttons that we've. That we have surely you can't take a set against Djokovic. Can he beat
3: Djokovic? Can he take a set? What can he do? he just played I... too much, is not he? And Djokovic had an easy one today, so yeah, he did. I mean, and Djokovic upped his level as well,
2: so you'd expect that one to be one sided. Djokovic on today, paper, anyway. Yeah, I feel like it'll be tougher than the match he had today for sure because I didn't realize that Echeverri his idol was Novak Djokovic. And I said it in the match earlier. Whenever you play your idol, it's just never going to go well. And he, he hasn't ever won a set against Djokovic, and it continues. I feel like Manorino strikes me as somebody who has no idols in tennis and just doesn't like watching it. <laughs> for me, like it the way he slaps that ball uh, across the net, Yeah, he uh, has a bit of disdain for that tennis ball, I feel, when he's even playing the game. Uh, He he plays it well, and he plays it awkward, and he's a lefty as well. He's a tricky player. Remember that, uh, I think it was Australian Open tiebreak against Rafa, the the long one, 14-12. I mean, it just goes to show he can mix it with the best players on his day. Would he be able to mix it with Novak Djokovic, though? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Next tweet. Next tweet we've got this one. Uh, talking about the players who haven't dropped a set yet in the in the tournament. And it isn't uh, going to be Djokovic, that's for sure, because we know he's dropped a set. It is Yannick Sinner. Dropped a few. And, and the other one, Nuno Borges. <laughs> what? It's a bit of a shocker, that one. He's
3: played extremely well. I think he's had a nice draw as well, which helped. Uh, yeah. Next up, Grigor
2: Dimitrov. Well,
3: that doesn't help, that's for Could sure. Could he do it?
2: I, mean, I a... think I think he's going to take. A, I think he's going to take at least two sets. It's a big ask, isn't it? I mean, Dimitrov. I don't know. An, I'm really. I, I, I'm form. a big
3: fan of Borges. I think he's awesome. Uh, so far, he's beaten Martina and David Fakina in straight sets. The Fakina so one. It's tough, is... but not that tough.
2: Well, the Fakina one. I'm really impressed. Fakina is good, but he can collapse. It's, he's yeah. got that in him. He does have that in, but him. so does
3: Dimitrov. I mean, this is not a bad draw. Dimitrov, as much as he's playing really well, he could just collapse and Borges winning straight sets again.
2: That is true. It yeah, wouldn't Dimitrov, surprise me that much. No, he's one of those players, isn't he, Dimi? Just not quite sure what you're going to get. But at the moment, he's, he's turned in the good corner form. In the last twelve months. He's certainly he's like, really consistent and playing well.
3: So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but on Yannick Sinner. I would stick with what I've been saying every episode. He's been the most impressive player so far this event. 6-love, 6, love, six, one, six against Baez. So, so simple. And he's not been challenged whatsoever. Um, will he be challenged soon? I don't think so. I don't think he'll be challenged by Hachanov either. I've seen yeah. some tweets about Hachanov because, of course, he's another one who went through. And some people saying he's the one going under the radar at the moment and not everyone's talking about him. And I think it's for a good reason because I just don't think he is going to pose
2: any threat at all to Yannick Sinner. Yeah, maybe call me stupid because I've ruled him out before. But for me, Yannick Sinner, he's getting close to the complete package at the moment. Sebastian Byers didn't even stand an earthly chance at all absolutely cleaned him up six love six one six three um let's have a look through some of these other yeah. uh matches on the men's side just briefly fritz turned the corner got rid of malazan uh in four that one i was quite impressed because malazan's been actually in quite good form we both got that one wrong city pass cruising through looking really good so, one to watch for sure. And he's playing Fritz next.
3: Yeah, I think I got it wrong about Sisserpass a little bit. He's definitely turning up a lot more than I was expecting. I didn't think he'd win in straight sets. Van is a mate. good
2: player. I'm telling
3: you. And there was a bagel in the second there. So, Steph is turning on the heat at the moment. Unfortunately for him, he's in the bit with Fritz and Djokovic, I believe. And yeah. I mean, Fritz and Djokovic. Djokovic uh, Sissipas and
2: Fritz is like Djokovic's favourite two players, I think, he could ever play. <laughs> yeah, if he could pick them, people in his quarter, they're probably the ones he would pick. He would rather them two, I believe, than, say, a Caboli or a Marazan. I'd say rather than Alex de menor, That could be yeah. the other one in his section, yeah, because he's already lost to him. Yeah. But uh, Grand Slam's different. Uh, For Djokovic, I feel that that's when he really focuses and knows he has a full five sets to get you out of there, which he sometimes takes the full whack. Uh, A lot of time he doesn't. Diminor did win in straight sets, should be noted. Nice, comfortable one. JG picked it right. uh, Diminor in three. I went for four. Didn't get that one. Um, And Rublev, I did get this one. Knocks out Seb Korder in straight sets, but a close tie break in the second there.
3: Yeah, so let's see how this all plays out with our predictions then. So how are we getting on after day seven, is it? Or day six? Yeah,
2: let's have a look at the men's one now. And then we'll just quickly review a couple of the women's we didn't speak about. And then we'll look at those predictions as well. So on the men's side, this is how it is looking on the predictor. I can read it out for our audio listeners as well.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
2: There we go. There you go. So it's all on the screen. You can see here. This is the men's both getting Mahatch wrong. Both getting yep. Sinner correct. Me getting uh, pass in four correct. You getting Dimonor and Djokovic in straight sets correct. I only got the correct winner. And then me with Rublev there. So on the men's side, we go down to the score. We're actually a level at 11 each on points. So, okay. And we'll go over to the women's in a second, but we'll just speak about some of the matches first and then we'll look through the women's. And we should speak about Anissimova Badoza. Anissimova absolutely blasted her off the court despite some like problems with cramping in her like, abdominal area. She looked in real pain, to be honest, closing out that first set, but managed to get through it and looked fantastic. How hard does she hit the ball? I mean, Badoza was struggling to get inside the court. Yeah,
3: the match was on Nisimova's racket. I got that one completely wrong. And Nissimova turned up at a big big level and Badoza just simply was a passenger for the whole match. Uh, and Nishimova made a lot of mistakes and that's what allowed Badoza points. But it was all depend dependent on what Amanda wanted, really. If she found the court, then there was nothing Badoza could have done and she won in straight sets. Sabah, <laughs> we can't really even talk about this match. No point. Um, just Literally. demolished Serenkai.
2: Just, I mean, it's just crazy. She's got an easy draw as it is, but yeah. she's making it look even easier and she's not going to be tested until the next round. Anissimova-Saba is the next match. Now we finally see Sabah up against somebody who can hit as hard as what she can. That's going to be a real nail-biter, I think, and Sabah needs to be on her game because Anissimova looks back at the moment. I want yeah. to go to Goff next because Coco Goff looked incredible i think that's just similar to the Sabre one yeah coco goff you know we said about uh after Reback in her i mean i know she didn't have a good event this event but post winning wimbledon she became much better and became like a champion on court coco goff is exactly the same since the u.s open maybe before this may have been a tougher test for uh, parks She's absolutely obliterator. The how hard she hits the ball, how well she served, her movement round the court. She is the full package and she should be considered as one of the favourites to win this Australian Open. So is Goff in your top three now? Yeah, definitely. She's
3: overtaken Rebecca now?
2: Yeah, definitely. A bit of recency bias there. I'm not sure she has for well, me yet. Check check my uh, check my end of year rankings. Rabackin's down sure. at six oh you knew this was coming right. uh, moving
3: <laughs> down Freck I did uh, yeah. call that one but we'll get on that in a second and the last one Storm Hunter we did both watch pretty much all of this match because it was on so late and I've got loads of things to say about it because I watched so much of Go it on. Storm oh, Hunter yeah. had this match won she had it done Krachikova did not turn up was not able to compete at all Storm Hunter made too many mistakes she made too yeah. many mistakes at the important moments, was unable to really capitalise. I looked at her and I thought she was a very average player against a player who can play very well, who was playing sub-average in Krajcikova. Krajcikova then raised their level to mediocre standard, <laughs> maybe a little bit better. Yeah. And that was enough just to wipe Storm Hunter off the court. And in the commentary afterwards on Eurosport, Listening to them pundits uh, in, they call it the Cube, talking about this match. They invited Justine Hanan on. I felt a bit sorry for her um, because she was having to uh, just go along with what they were saying. But they was talking about um, Hunter, Storm Hunter's uh, attitude and how she's now going to, Go on to big things, and she's turned a corner, showing the fight she did against such a top athlete in Khachikov. I mean, I was listening to it, thinking, "What the hell are you watching?" <laughs> she's not turned any corner. I've looked at this, and I've just seen Storm Hunter's been on the tour for a while. She's not really amounted to much. She's never going to amount to much, and she's doing all right. She's making a good. She's making a career out of tennis. A fair play to her. A lot more than most people, myself included, who's talking a lot right now. I know people are going to say that in the comments. So I'm getting that in there early. But still, as a professional tennis player and an athlete, she's doing... That's all she is, is a journey lady who's able to make enough money from from the sport. She's not a champion. She's not going to win anything. She's not that good
2: and will be lucky to remain inside the top 100. I feel like the Australian um, crowd were a blessing and a curse. They're a blessing in the other round. They're a curse in this round because I feel like she let the moment get to her and she threw it away. Klai wasn't good, like you said. She... uh, One of Klaichikova's backhands at one point went wide of the tram line, the doubles court. So we were like, this is not a class Klaichikova at all. She's there for the taking. And she unfortunately wasted it. Uh, Like you said, if you go back and check some of Storm Hunter's results, at the last Grand Slam, she got bageled by Mukova in the first round. So it's like, I don't know if she's ever going to compete with the real, real top echelon players on tour.
3: What's her ranking now, Storm Hunter?
2: Live, I'm not sure. I haven't got the live one up. But okay. She was 180 coming into the tournament.
3: Okay. So I'm not sure if she's close to top 100, but I'd, I just don't think she
2: should be. I like she's her name. Not... <laughs> but I feel like yeah. there needs... she's hunting for maybe something that's not quite there. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. I keep looking on um,
3: online, and it keeps saying she's world number one. Maybe she is. It's because the doubles. That doubles, she's the world number one. Well, there you go.
2: Maybe Interesting. she doubles. But yeah, just not, <laughs> not great in the singles. 127 in the world for the live rankings. She moved up 53 places. Okay. So she's just behind Olivia Gadecki, uh, one of her fellow countrywomen. But let's move on to how we did in the predictions. And let's have a look on this one. So we've got here... Anissimova, I picked to win. You picked Badoza, but I didn't get the right set score, so I only get one point. We both got Sabrin in straight. Well done. This is the real big win. Freck in three. JG got correct. I got it wrong. I went Zakharova. Angelieva, we both went in straight sets, so we got that one wrong to a point. Kostyuk, you had to win, but not in three. I had Avanesian. I failed. You had Goff in two. You win convincingly there I only had Goff to win in three that was a big error I think that one it was yeah really really I'll never do it again (laughs) Timofieva (laughs) to win in three she actually won in two so I undersold Timofieva there and we both had Storm Hunter to win so we didn't expect her to capitulate against Kai Chikova no I'm disappointed as you can tell by my rant Um,
3: but there we go that does sum up day six action please join us for summer day seven We've got more third round matches and we are going to be covering Carlos Alcaz versus Shang, Uh, maybe Medvedev-Felix, but certainly Egart versus Noskova in the morning. Uh, Thanks for watching. If you haven't already, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new and we'll see you very soon. Bye-bye.